0: Blue. Hello? Hey, what's up Tyler? Uh, not much man. Alright, you're in your court. Yeah, gonna step out here for a minute. It was kind of fun keeping it a secret while there was all these tools We decided and to become shapes. ourselves. Paint ourselves. Write about ourselves. Say poem. In my, in my childhood, it was war. It was eight year war between Iran and Iraq. So I'm also the kid of war. We were like living in a city that was like all the time, like airplanes, military airplanes, flying, bombing, like three blocks away, two blocks away, like this. And we had to just go underground to not die. And, um, or leave the city to like cities that is far away from Iraq so to be able to live, to survive. So like people, everyone was living their life. They couldn't like, what, where, when you want to go? Like where you want to go? Like this is your life, you have to leave it. My name is Ali Chitsas. My full name is Ali Chitsas Zadeh but I just use the Ali Chitsas part. I've been painting since I was born um, with my fingers in the air, but I decided to become a professional painter when I was 20 years old. Then I became an actual professional painter when I was 26 years old. So I fell in love with an art studio, painting supplies, brushes, color pencils, watercolors, and I really found that environment very very magical, the only environment that I was very happy. Yeah, it was a very, very serious hobby. Most of my time was I was painting. Um, although I had a very, very serious other hobby, which was playing poker. I mean, I, I made a lot of money out of poker at that time, but not no money from painting. So <laughs> I was a better p- poker player. Yeah, I was just doing parties like crazy, like there's no tomorrow. Just partying and drinking and girls and poker. And going skiing and uh, traveling a lot and uh, not going to college at all like not attending any classes just <laughs> I wasn't thinking even like I'm going to get old I was just like I'm this like I'm I will always be this age there is no future and there's always daddy's money and. I'm just going to party. (laughs) This is my life! Yeah, as I said, I was in the second year of college. After two years of just partying, I became so depressed. I was so depressed that I was even thinking of committing suicide. I really didn't want to continue this life. I, it was so pointless for me. I didn't know what to do with my life. I was supposed to become a businessman, but I hated it. Even I was imagining myself in an office, even seeing the same people every day, I was it, it was making me sick. So much that I really wanted to... Just run away from this like, war. Although I was so depressed, I was living my life. I was so depressed, but I was playing poker, doing skiing, and doing parties dancing in parties, and going to art classes and trying to find a new teacher because I have already attended all, almost all. Like famous teachers, art classes in Tehran. In general, art education in Iran sucks. It's the worst thing you can imagine. Yeah, they are... They are awful teachers. They're... They're... it's, It's full of awful teachers. They just make you become depressed. Um... Yeah, it was some traditional, mm, westernized, but not really... They don't really... You know, they are not really modern, that generation. They just pretend to be, you know. Iran is a traditional country. I think my generation is the first generation uh, to, to become... Not modern, but like something like postmodern. Um, we 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 escaped modern era in Iran. We were the first generation, and it's not only because it is the era of postmodern in the whole world, but also it's because of the war and revolution that made our generation so like, you don't have anything to lose. Like, yeah, we already went, when you have already went through war, and you survived, um, you don't have anything to lose. Like, you have to be, like, you have to be honest with yourself. It's like the generation in Europe after World War II. And we can see that the greatest artistic movements in Europe and West in general are uh, shaped after World War I and World War Two. So in my country, it's like that. My generation is like that, exactly. Like People after war really think different. So we we didn't we didn't decide to become modern like westerners we decided to become ourselves like just paint like paint ourselves write about ourselves say poems like from our hearts so uh, i think this is the first thing the first generation that are doing some good things in iran after more than one century you know, it's not like, like in, in Tehran, we, we haven't had bars or nightclubs or things like this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, it was prohibited in Iran from the 1979 uh, Islamic Revolution, exactly when I was born. <laughs> so... I was thinking that okay, I attended like all of their classes, and most of them are telling me that we don't have anything else to teach you. But uh, I'm still not a painter. Like um, my paintings are worthless. So what? Where is the? Where is that pure original knowledge? I have to find it. I have to be able to, to paint a very good painting. So I was, I was looking for someone to tell me how. I saw, at first I, I went to a party of my, one of my friends. I, I saw three, three drawings on a wall, three small drawings um, beside each other on a wall. They were they were great. I really it, they really touched me, and I asked that uh, who's this uh, artist? And They said uh, the name of the artist is Rokhneddin Hayrizaadeh, uh, and I was like, oh my god! You know the name of Rokhneddin is a very old style name, and I was thinking that okay this guy might be like 60 year old 70 year old artist with these great drawings I mean he's definitely 60. why I have never heard of him I found his telephone number I called him and I said that I really want to uh, show you my stuff he said okay bring them to my studio The door was open, I went in and it was a very young guy, almost my age, tall and crazy looking. And I went to this place and I for the first time I saw a place that I was wondered what the fuck. Uh, On the floor there was uh, all um, cigarette box, uh, dead cockroaches, and opened cans of tuna fish and other food and um, uh, finished cans of beer and empty bottles of wine all over the floor and A lot of paints and brushes and paintings and canvases all the walls and it was a huge apartment and it's the whole thing was his studio and he was painting and painting and he's just one year older than me right now we were talking he's like the best painter from my country like we don't have anyone better than him he's our superstar so anyway, I went to his studio and told him like my story that I I don't know what to do with my life. I, at first I was like, I don't know with my what to do with my painting. He looked at my painting and he didn't say anything. And then he offered me some vodka and then we started to drink together and get drunk. And then I started to tell him after getting drunk my story that I don't know what to do with my life. I and I told him that I really really am looking for a way to commit suicide without pain so he said why um uh, do not commit suicide just live that life just become a painter and dedicate your life to paint then you don't have to become depressed to what to do with what to do with your life just don't do anything with your life fuck your life just paint and that was the moment that i found out oh my god i that's the point like i want to become a painter this is what i want to do in with my life like fuck my life just um, leave all the painting so he started to paint And I started like very seriously, I just started like to paint uh, from morning to night, every day. So, and I was, and I, at the time I started to realize that how, what a shitty painter I am. So, because I couldn't even paint. I could paint everything, but I couldn't paint anything. So, I, you know, I could paint everything with, in someone other's style, like masters. But I couldn't paint anything in my style. I didn't have a style. So it, it took me like six or seven years for me to, to, to find my style. Just painting and painting on papers and canvases and throw them out and another canvas, throw that one out too and then just consuming painting supplies. I started to just party with, uh, with Rock Nadine and his friends. So my, like, painting career started, really, that. Oh, I was an officer in Air Force. I was doing just office works. I was wearing that, uh, like, Air Force uniform, which is very beautiful, actually. I loved it. But I was just sitting in an office and uh, writing letters and doing like, so that actually that two years was awesome because this routine made me, made me to work in a very specific routine, and uh, like after I finished my military service, I actually started like my first, Ali Chitza's style things starting to come out. you know? I found my own style. I was like, you know, I, I wanted to become a professional painter, but at the same time, I didn't even give a damn to show or sell or anything like that. I was just focusing on just painting and reading about painting and just philosophy and uh Art, philo- art philosophy and just uh, literature and poem and these things. I was just, I didn't even want to show, like, even in my place, when, whenever, like, I had guests, I used to uh, hide my paintings. I, 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 I just showed my paintings regularly to Roknadin Hayri just him, no one else. For six or seven years. I finished my military service and I really didn't have money and I refused to work anywhere. I just for I remember that I had a uh, had one pair of shoes for three years and it was ripped and I still didn't have money to buy a new pair of shoes so but I refused to do anything I started to live in my grandma's place first, then I um, started to sleep in parks, and just paint in, um but, but it doesn't last a long time because Rok told me to just come and live with me. And I said, okay, and then I wrapped my stuff and went to his place and I lived with him. And he shared everything with me. And he, at, the, at the time, he was selling. He, he became a professional painter very fast and started to sell paintings very expensive, very fast. So when he was very young, and then he used to share even his money, his drinks, his painting supply, everything with me. And I, I had a wall in his studio for myself so I could hang my things and I had a table a desk and everything so I was just and I just focused on painting and I painted and painted and at the age of I think it was like 26. At the time I have painted like, like the, the week before I painted two interesting paintings. It was about the former Iranian supreme leader. I made fun of him in my canvas. So when the collector came to <clears> Rookney's <throat> place, he said to her, hey, Ali has some interesting stuff you have to look up. You know, during that time, I, I was also partying a lot. And in these parties, I was connected to these young collectors. Uh, mostly rich gay businessmen from Tehran. Many of them became my, my very close friends and we were hanging out all the time. And when I had this show, I invited them and they came and they bought all of my paintings. So the gallery owner was shocked because, oh my God, like just in 20 minutes, I sold everything. And then, so, another gallery owner, like, a better gallery, got the news, here at the news, so she contacted me, come here and show, and I went there and show, again, my friends came and bought everything, so, and then another gallery owner, another gallery, so, it, it happened very fast that, like, the you know, the best gallery owner and, the, like, the oldest gallery owner, actually, like, like... Gagussian. You have, like, Gagussian? The Gagussian of Tehran is uh, Golestan Gallery. And I... She gave me a solo show, and I showed... uh, There, I sold out again. This this time, my paintings were actually expensive, so I sold out, and with that money I could buy a place for myself. I, I bought a studio. I started to sell, like... A lot and attend different shows in around Europe and also in New York Um, and a lot of collectors from France Switzerland England they started to collect my 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 paintings and I started to to earn a lot of money even more than my dad so again I started to become that rich kid of past just expensive clothes and cars and parties and girls, and again, but just painting. This time I was just painting all the time. Going to parties, coming back and painting all the morning, and then painting all the night, and then going to party, and then coming back, just painting all the time. But suddenly, Iranian government became under the US sanctions because of the nuclear program. And that was one thing. The other thing that happened is that I had a show, uh, they came from the Ministry of Culture and. Uh, um, turned down the, my painting and shut down the gallery and said, like his, his painting of this guy me, is against the law. It is against the gov. It is criticizing the government. Actually, it was not. I, it was just. I just painted the city of. Uh, one of the streets of Tehran, but you know my style is so, is dark comedy. I see everything in a dark comedy style. I don't think that dark comedy is just in, in people relations. I also see a flower or a cucumber in a very dark comedy style. Uh, I think everything is pointless and stupid. So I think uh, when I paint anything like even a street with its buildings and the cars, I paint it somehow that it's, it's like stupid and pointless and dark. So they came and said like the term for that in Iranian law is Siyah uh, Namoi, which is literally showing everything dark, and it's a crime in Iran to show the darkness of things because it's like you are against. It. It's like something anarchist. Like, you know, I, I I am an anarchist. Like my paintings are anarchist. So they they came and shut down the the the, the show. And said like this painting is is exaggerating the darkness of uh, today's life in Iran. Uh, I mean, I'm happy that they didn't see the, my paintings about the politicians and the religious authorities. I mean, then then they would uh, execute me. But uh, I wouldn't show them in in public galleries anyway. So. So they, I, 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 I mean, and then I was banned to show in gather, like, at the same time, I have lost all my collectors and patrons and I was banned to show in public. So at the same time, you know, you don't have anything to live for any, any anymore. So I had to leave Tehran, Iran. age of 20 and first I met Rokhneddin and I went to his studio and I saw his library. He showed me a book and in that book there was a painting by Barbara Rossi and I didn't know Barbara Rossi, I have never heard that name. I, I And I didn't re- even read the name of the artist, I just saw the picture. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And I was so inspired. And I think I, I can say my whole journey started at that point. And I, the whole book was about Chicago Imagists. Although uh, I didn't even know the movement, I was so uh, inspired that I that I was thinking, oh my god, I want to paint like them. They are awesome, they're fantastic. And, and they had such big impact on me that uh, I didn't see that book anymore. I just forgot that. And I forgot the Chicago images and I forgot all of them. I just, but after a long time, my paintings were become so uh, similar, like so, inspired by them and when I was applying for the schools I was I didn't know about anything about Chicago images it was just like looking to the United States art schools in the internet and their teachers and the, and their works and I saw that like oh my god this is these this is school's teachers are awesome like their works are great and I want to go there and I went there and I met that lady, Barbara Rossi, and she, uh, she, she showed us works. And I was like, what the fuck, this painting? I saw this, and I, like 15 years ago, I don't know. And I was like 20 years ago, and I was like shocked. And I realized that, oh my God, I came here like, like she wanted me to come here. Like something like that. That was magical. That was something beyond our consciousness. I'm ha- I'm sure. Anyway, uh, I went there and I learned a lot of awesome things in painting from them. After graduation, I just moved to New York, and ever since I'm just painting as always. And yeah. Right now, I have a studio in Bushwick, but I'm planning to move out. I don't know where to go because it's so um, stupidly expensive, I can't have like a bigger studio. Yeah, I need to paint bigger.